Hello everyone, welcome to Ishi TV. I'm Ekta Kapoor. Today I'm going to talk to multimedia artist Deborah Claire Proctor about art in the time of uncertainty. Hi Deborah, welcome to Ishi TV. Hi Akita, how are you today? Nice to meet you. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, how to find harmony in through art in this in these uncertain times. And for our viewers, let me introduce Deborah. She's a multimedia artist, actor, and singer from Wales, UK. And she makes performances for theaters, galleries, and site-specific spaces. Her work has been shown in prestigious theaters and galleries from the from the UK to India. Since 2003, with the support of a commission from the Welsh Independent Dance, she has made over 20 videos with dancers and performers, shooting in locations in Wales, Argentina, and Austria. She has received numerous awards and has trained with the famous Argentinian composer Oscar Edelstein to make the voice work of different pieces of musical theatre. She's also been a part-time lecturer in many institutions teaching performance, theatre, and voice. So Deborah is here. She's going to talk about her latest work and about her vision for a more harmonious world in these difficult times. So Deborah, uh, thank you for being here today. And uh, you know, I'm going to jump straight in with the questions. You've traveled globally for your work and personally. So how did you land up in Argentina from Wales? And, and now have you laid down your roots here? <laughs> I'm an artist, so I'm not sure how deep my roots go. I think it's always about experiencing different things. But basically, I'm from Cardiff, which is the capital of Wales. Um, mm -hmm. And then in around 2000, I moved to West Wales, Aberystwyth, uh, which is a seaside town, which has this strange thing of a very powerful university, the University of Aberystwyth. Um, which is a very bilingual university because not many people, not everybody knows that, that Welsh is a language that's totally distinct from English. Mm -hmm. And uh, there I was living in a seaside town and um, I think there's something about living close to the sea and then also living in a bilingual place. Um, but definitely living in Aberystwyth got me thinking a lot about uh, it, it, it's a very rural place, but it's kind of strange because it was an old spa town. It's got a very powerful university. It's got a powerful library. So mm. it's a real, it's a real strong place. You've got the sea. You've, um, I was living in a house that was look, overlooking the sea, so I could see dolphins swimming. Um, and then I had an opportunity to, yeah, apply for a travel grant. And the connection then with Argentina is that 150 years ago, a boat full of Welsh um, people left uh, uh, Wales to set mm -hmm. up the idea of a new land. They were religious people and they weren't happy with the way that the English language churches were being operated. So they, they decided, right, we're going to emigrate, uh, mm -hmm. create a new land. And they went to Argentina, to Patagonia. Okay. And, and so actually there's this irony that 13,000 miles away from Wales, people are mm. still speaking this minority language, this mother tongue. Mm. It's, it's um, yeah, it's kind of mind blowing. Those, those strange things that yeah. happen when you travel, when the world feels 
when you embrace the local, I think there's something as an artist for me as well, that one needs to understand where one's from and then branch out. Language is so important. I mean, you've talked about Welsh, uh, you know, being an, a minority language and still it's found its way on the other side of, uh, you know, the ocean. And has, has, this, has this language part been... Uh, important in terms of your art as well, this uh, discovery of Welsh in Argentina? Well, obviously, you're being from India, you're used to this jostle and t between, is it yeah. 400, 400 languages? It's a lot, yes. 22 officially, but yeah, hundreds otherwise. With And if you count yeah. the dialects, it's even more, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but there's, I think what it what it made me remember as an artist is how much we are constructing constructing communication and yeah. once i started to understand that um the world doesn't change it just need it just means you need to remember a different name for something and 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 yeah. so in that sense i broke through my own fears about speaking a language and i have to say the Argentinians are very generous. They, I would throw all kind of mangled sentences at them and they were always <laughs> think nobody's ever corrected me. No, I don't think anybody's ever corrected me. Um, they, they kind of go with the flow and that's, that's been very encouraging as a, as a learner. Yeah. You've traveled to India as well. You, uh, you came to Kerala. Can you tell us about that visit? Well, there's a lot for me for India. I'll tell you a story about where my connection for, really began with India. It, when I was um, when I was first born, I had uh, something called bleeding measles. Okay. Uh, in in um, yeah, and uh, my parents were friends of uh, doctors from um, okay. the, the Gujarat who just okay. moved to Wales, and my parents mm -hmm. helped them to learn English. So when, as a baby, I had this medical problem, um, the the our doctor friend um, helped us. Doctor Shah helped us get yeah. help my mother get the medicine, so I didn't have to go into hospital. So I had okay. this long since I was a baby. I've had this connection with India. We they used to make us jam puris. Oh, <laughs> puris with jam okay. in the middle, which I I remember loving. That's interesting. <laughs> So I had this long, long kind of deep connection with India and a fascination. Um, and actually, when I studied theatre at Exeter University, we were introduced to Katakali as a kind of oh, model. Katakali, yeah. We did a whole module uh, studying Katakali and exercises. And then later on, I um, again through Aberystwyth, which is this small place of, I think, 7,000 inhabitants, they had invited a professor called Philip Zirilli, who's an expert in Kalari Payatu. And he had discovered that actually a lot of the movement forms from Katakali had originated in Kalari Payatu, which is obviously mm. the, the martial mm. art of, mm. of Kerala. I made a solo performance based on Hildegard de Bingen. So okay. she's a German she was a German mystic, saint, spiritual person. And uh, a colleague, Gita Kolanad, made mm -hmm. a solo yes. based on Mahadevi. And I know you've, you've interviewed Gitanjali Gita. Kolanad, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we made two solos that were directed by Philip Zirilli. And we went to uh, Kerala to perform them. Um, mm -hmm. we, we re actually, we rehearsed in Kerala and then we performed in the... Um, 
Madras Theatre. Madras, yeah. Beautiful old theatre. And then also we went to Baroda University mm. and, and performed there. So, um, yeah, Kerala's very close to my heart. I then travelled there a few years back with Oscar Edelstein because mm -hmm. he was very interested in the percussion of, of Kerala. So we met mm -hmm. with Kutan Mara, um, who's a famous chenda player in Trishore. Mm. So, yes, I mean, I think as an artist, uh, Indian art forms have, have so much to offer, so much, mm. so, so many fascinating, um, I think mo more than anything, the, the dedication and that sense mm. of dedicating oneself, the study, yeah. the practice, the hard work, it, it yeah. really was something that appealed to me as, a, as an artist. Yeah, in fact, most Indian art forms have a deeper purpose than entertainment. Uh, it's more about uh, a union with yourself and the universe or even the divine, if I can say so. So, uh, you know, they, it, it requires like a lifelong commitment. Like you said, it's a, it's a daily practice. Yes, and it is that line of you have to lose yourself in the practice. Um, yeah. it, it's very fascinating as, as an artist to see um, the whole idea of the space, creating spaces that are sacred. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it, it taught me a lot and formed like me a lot. Like a worship lot. of the craft, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's a form of worship. So what did you like best about India? That's an impossible question. It's <laughs> the people, the people are just yeah. so, um, so warm hearted. They're so curious um, and, and I, I love that. Um, I, th yeah. I think Oscar Edelstein found that as well. For him, a little bit, the shock was coming from Latin America. It was all new yeah. to him. Um, uh -huh. But he, he also, he just loved the, the expressiveness of the people and their, and how much kind of joy there is, even, even though mm. circumstances can be very difficult. Mm. It's, it's kind of fascinating how... Yeah. How, how the spirit, the, the determination, really, of, mm, of mm. Um, uh, to 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 do to do one's best. So I love yeah. the, the the textures of the fabrics. The, mm. just, the just in Kerala, seeing the the people with selling vegetables in the streets, yeah. um, <laughs> amazing. And being with an Argentinian was very funny because we'd be in a rickshaw, yeah. and people driving in the rickshaw, and somebody would say, "Well, where are you from?" I'd say Wales. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> Where's your good country? Uh, Oscar would say, I'm from Argentina. Like, <laughs> Messi, Messi, Maradona, Maradona, Messi. I was like, you can see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oscar was very happy. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I love, I loved. Um, I love the, the the sense of ritual, the sense of um, heritage that mm. that you know you you respect the the lineage. I guess yeah. the problem for sometimes for an Indian artist is how to break that lineage. I know mm. Gita Kolonad, as a Bharatanatyam dancer, talked about that a lot. How you know she yeah. felt kind of that she couldn't fully express herself in classical mm. classical Bharatanatyam. So yeah. she incorporated Kalari Payatu, yeah. other yeah. other influences, and fascinatingly, now she's 
she's she's writing novels. She's a no yeah, she's an author and she's written about a Devdasi tradition. Yeah. yeah. The Devdasi tradition and, and it, I think her novel is a thriller. Um yeah. Girl Made of Gold. Um, yes, I, I read it. I've reviewed it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. And, and it's a beautiful book. Yeah. It's fascinating how um she's taken her art form and and, and moved in a different, it in different direction. Place. Because I think that is the tension, isn't it? In India, there's the tension of what's the new, how do you express the new without mm. dishonoring tradition? Beyond. Yeah, that's true. So you've also studied NLP and hypnosis. So how do you incorporate that in your work? I started neuro-linguistic programming is, is um, it's kind of modern, in a way, it's a mashup of various different therapists. Uh, that that mm. um, um, it's kind of a shorthand for a lot of a lot of thinking that that is about communicating better. And I think because I came from a originally a dance background, um, mm. I always found talking quite difficult. Or, or there was always so much I wanted to say that that I either said everything or nothing you know it was kind of like <laughs> I felt like I was driving a car and, and changing gears and I just, just never quite got it was it was a, I was very much a bookworm I don't know about you but I'm a bookworm a nerd um and at a certain point as a mid-career artist I realized you've got to start explaining what you do Deborah or nobody will ever understand and I think neuro-linguistic programming really helped me because it is so much about perceptions, about the process of communication, about the process that we've got that world out there. It's full of color and shapes and perspectives and mm. language. We're always using language to try and it's an approximation, realizing mm. that language is always an approximation. And hypnosis is fascinating because on one mm. level, um, the, the the concept is is that we can never experience all of reality we're always experiencing a segment mm. because look, i can't see what's behind me i can't hear what's happening in india you know it's it's like mm. we're always seeing a fragment of reality okay. mm. so then the question is are you, how are you choosing that are you you know the, the kind of model of maybe part of being very depressed is that oh you know i'm concentrating on what I don't have the cliche is the, mm. the is the glass half full or the glass is half empty and it, it makes it sound really easy and it's not easy but but however the 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 seed of it is like well what am i concentrating on what am i am i getting the results i want it's quite intriguing i could talk about it all day <laughs> no it's also i think from what i've studied in nlp and hypnosis it's about reframing like you said we can't see everything so how do we reframe our way of looking at things and you know so is that what you try to do through your art as well you're trying to reframe uh, what you see as reality and present it in a different way i think yeah my favorite teacher um from the nlp kind of world is uh, somebody called stephen gilligan who was a student mm. of milton erickson who's very important mm. in the development of, of uh, neuro-linguistic programming and he talks about we need to re-poetize i was like yes yes what what would we do without poetry it's almost like mm. it's a huge amount of life that is really boring 
Mm. And so we do need, we need art, we need conversation, we need stories, um, comedy, we need it because if not, you know, there's a, there's a large amount of life that, that is, that is repetitive. Um, and especially as women, as, mm. as, as my mother would always say, a woman's work is never done. I mean, it, it, yeah, there's, there's mm. a certain, I think as humans, we do crave something more and mm. therefore, um, uh, yeah, hypnosis, poetry, music, Mm. candlelight moonlight all those things they do help us reach mm. something else that i think mm. yeah feeds feeds our souls mm. i i feel mm. like the mind and the body are so attached in ways mm. that we don't fully understand and that's why a yoga practice is is something that starts to make us realize you know what what are we capable of so um a martial arts i think I studied Kalari Payatu. I went mm. to study with uh, Muhammad Sharif in Kano. Mm. And it, I suppose because it, it feels to me that art ne needs to be something more. And so mm. the idea of training the body, of disciplining the body, is a way mm. to find that difference, find that little bit extra. And um, so for me, as a, a when I perform on stages in, in the ensemble of Oscar Edelstein, um, mm. I, I feel like I, I need to try and bring some magic, you know, what's, mm. what, to bring something, mm, lots of people call it extra daily, you know, what's mm. that, mm. Um, what's that spark, what's that magic that, that and, and, and martial arts is a way of preparing the whole idea of cleaning the space before you start the idea mm. that you touch you know touch mm. the floor or touch the um, and I, I studied a lot of pilates during lockdown mm. and you know, really you start to feel the 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 interconnections and, and the way yeah. that the body the yeah. movement of the arm doesn't start with the arm it actually starts in the lower back and mm. Um, mm. so th this these two new pieces that you've come up with uh, can you tell us about the background how did what were they inspired by and what what do what do they mean to you the two so there's two songs one song is called el rio which means the river and it mm. th that is a poem that was written by uh, a, an argentinian poet juanelet uh, ortiz the but it's about that, that kind of difference between culture and nature. And then mm. the second song is called Mariposa Electrica. Mm. And it's, it's a poem that Oscar wrote, and it's about a butterfly that lands on my shoulder and fills me with a with like a, um, a laser-like passion um, that makes me remember. And uh, this, this butterfly talks to me with its mm. wings. Mm. So it's a really, really beautiful poem, very, very, very crazy. You know, it's like this butterfly mm. that talks to it. It's, it's um, mm. the two songs are quite poetic and magical. They're not traditional. Um, they go to a register in my voice that is so high that it's it is almost like my voice starts to break. So it's very. Um, I hope it'll be evocative for people. I think it's it's the kind of music that you just it's it's meant made to make you wonder, made to make you look again and and again. All art to me is that is that re looking, look mm. look again, look 
again, look again. Mm. My favorite theater director was a Polish guy called Jerzy Grotowski. And he mm. used to tell his actors, don't be a tourist. Mm. And that, that used to scare me so much as a young actor, thinking, don't be a tourist, am I being a tourist? <laughs> and it's not, it's kind of like, it's not saying don't travel, but it's saying, don't travel so far from yourself that, you know, the stereotype of the British that go to Spain and they ask for fish and chips and they never try. It, it, it's the stereotype, but it's also so true. And especially for young people caught up in the whole Instagram thing, it's so easy to travel, travel out of, yeah. yes, travel out of your comfort zone, but it's almost like remember, find who you are, be who you are and extend from that. I don't know if that makes mm. sense, but. Mm, mm. that's where I I try to work from though like traveling is is also returning Mm. it's important because in the pandemic not we couldn't really travel (laughs) but uh, through art you know and through these through poetry through song through dance and through communication uh, even if it's through the internet we were able to travel in a certain way, at least, uh, you know, with our imaginations, with our minds, and perhaps with our new connections that we made with one another at this time. Um, it, and that's been fantastic. It, it, that that side of things has just been amazing. And I really dug into going into LinkedIn, meeting people and having conversations. I met some amazing people. And there was this sudden openness and there was this sudden open playing field of it doesn't matter where you are uh, in the world, we could could share perspectives on this thing that was happening to us. And yeah, the world is so complicated that um, I try to make it simpler for myself. Um, Mm. And this is why I love what you do with Ishi because it is about uh, conversations, sharing knowledge experiences to try and make things simpler because when things are simpler then there's more space for for the other good things in life yeah and when we connect i think with each other i think it it humanizes us right it it, we are able to see beyond the labels we're able to see beyond uh the the front uh you know what the garment that everybody puts on we're able to see the spirit behind that uh, yeah. and I think uh, I think it's, it's beautiful that the work that you're doing I've, I've heard these, the, the two new tracks you're talking about and uh, the links are going to be shared in the notes uh, along oh, with the yes. video um, uh, they're really it's haunting and you're right it makes you want to listen to it again uh, and you know every time you listen to it you see you see something new in it uh, so it's, it, it is something really worth uh, uh, listening when you're alone and uh, you know when you can really immerse yourself in it um, so I, I recommend it uh, a lot uh, to all the readers and the viewers and the listeners please go ahead and uh, click on the links along with the notes and uh, thank you Deborah for sharing your time and for being thank here you. and for sharing your presence uh, uh, and your thoughts with me here today and uh, I, I really wish you all the best now for your next uh, uh, journey and when are you coming to India next? I don't know. I haven't been for a long time. <laughs> well, that hopefully be, now that the travel yeah. is opening up, maybe I, maybe something I hope will so. come up. I hope so. I I, I miss it. I, I miss yeah. so much. Yes. So <laughs> yes. Well done well, for the work you're doing as well, because I think it's we all need to make these 
international connections and connections between between continents um, that, that are bridges so we don't fall into stereotypes about each other's cultures. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much, Deborah, for being yeah. here. And uh, we'll, we'll continue the conversation, I think, through our different <laughs> spaces and through our different platforms that now we are connected with. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the best and bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. <laughs>